as if some robot is telling me I can't do anything. It's not easy to go an extended period of time without any sexual release. Think of you now. This retreat is to help you gain deeper emotional connections. These blue balls are all fine. And we'll find out. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Love Island cast. I'm your host, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris. It's great to be back again because we need to record this fucker because not binging this series is so damn difficult. <laughs> <laughs> it gets to the end and I'm like, no, I can't stop. And so where do you want to start today? <laughs> well... I think we can't start anywhere other than Francesca and Haley, can we, Dave? I mean, I stuck up for him last episode. Again, Chris Phelps 180. You're on fucking form even more than yeah, normal. Yeah. <laughs> um, your 180s. Fucking hell. Talk about being a pair of dicks through the episode. I mean, you know, we've got Jesus Christ Superstar there, aren't we? Telling everybody, like, you know... Maybe it's them too. Maybe he's doing a bit of an Inspector Clouseau thing. I was, was going to say Inspector Jesus Christ. Yeah, sorry, yeah, Matthew <laughs> to everyone else. But yes, and he's doing the old. But he was on the money. To be fair, well, I mean, Sam did yeah. sit next to me. And she went, "Oh fuck off!" He's been told who's done it, you know. But I, I do think it played out as quite an intense episode. And that fucking Haley, she's got the best poker face I've ever seen, Dave. I mean, she denied it till the death, didn't she? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, at the start of the episode, they think they're so clever, don't they? In this, you know, this uh, luxurious villa that's got cameras everywhere. It's like no one will ever know. It is the perfect crime. <laughs> and they are so happy. And even when they're around, like, it's like that little bonfire sort of fire pit thing, isn't there? And, you know, they were, I, I thought Francesca, if anyone had actually looked at her, They'd, they'd have seen she was smirking and stuff. It was it was pretty obvious it was her, but it is uncomfortable. Haley can clearly lie through her back teeth and and very very convincingly about it. Yeah, I'd say convincing. She was convincing. Francesca was rubbish, and they even alluded to it. Didn't they? the voiceover was like, you know, to to go through with something like this, you need a very good wingman or wingwoman. Francesca's <laughs> never like the guiltiest face ever. But what I found interesting was. Haley and her believed that they'd got away with it. And I'm thinking, yeah. that is the worst bit of lying. And Haley's like, who's done that? And I'm like, oh, that is terrible. Why are you opening your gob? And the fact they both got up and walked off, it was it so... It looked so odd. guilty, didn't it? Yeah, and I'd, I'd not paid attention to the last episode. They purely did it out of spite, didn't they? Because of what oh, Harry yeah, had done yeah. to her. And I'd not caught on that. Oh, no, I was way off on I'm thinking there's like a, there's going to be a, a bit of a, an affair going on or something. But... It, it's just childish, really. Harry's, you know, still a dick. He was trying to apologise, but I just thought the the way they come in high, yeah, and I'm like, no, nobody watching this believes that you go away with that, so don't think you have. <laughs> well, I, I kind of thought that they might have done. I mean, they, I don't think it was so much Harry. I think it was the whole group, and, you know, the whole group are, like, getting all angry about losing three grand out of the hundred grand. Yeah. And so, you know, they wanted to cost them more money and it's like, we'll, we'll never be found out at all. But, you know, when it was going through the episode and when it got to the end there, the, the fact that the two of them walked off, that was the thing that tipped Matthew off. He was like, hang about, that's, that's a bit weird. Um, so I think that's what got him sniffing it out. <laughs> and, um, but when he said, let's ask Lana, 
you know, Chris, the the talking air freshener, not the contestant. Yeah, yeah, all right, Dave. Yeah, 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 get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he said, "Let's ask Lana," I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> but he was quite—he drew it out, didn't he? Because you know they were trying to throw uh, Sharon and Rhonda under the bus because yeah. you know uh, Sharon had asked Rhonda, you know, can you come? come out here a minute while everyone's asleep. Uh, can you just jump in the shower with me? <laughs> and again, they don't fuck about this lot, do they? You know, if they no. if they want a bit of, bit of slap and tickle, then they just go ahead and ask for it. So, yeah, but they'd played right into uh, Francesca and Haley's hands because that, they thought that gave them the perfect kind of patsy to throw under the bus. So, you know, Matthew asked them, he asked about, you know, was it Harry? And then we all know what's coming. Is it Francesca and Haley? Affirmative. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> but even, you know, he'd asked them, you know, straight up, it's like, just admit it now before we have to go through this. And, you know, that'll be easier other than we have to catch you out. And so I think this is this is going to run and run, isn't it? Because they were alienating themselves from the group before. Now they're, they're right out in the cold. Yeah, and I think you're right. I I think what I couldn't get is Francesca had been done over. The whole house turned against the last episode. For me, if it was me, I would have turned around to Harry, you know, if it was Francesca, and I would have said, I tell you what, I'm going to actually say that we did this. And you know why we did it? Because you lied to everybody in the house. So why don't you tell them all now that it was actually you who instigated? You've gone around spreading lies about me. And let's get it. And, and, And she would have won. As much as they would have gone, oh, it's a bit shit that she's done this, everybody yeah. would have sided with her and gone, you know what, he's a wanker. But she didn't. They just played it for... And Hayley sat there like a resting bitch face to say, well, fuck all he is. And I'm thinking, oh, no, they're going to have about £3.50 left if this carries on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it was very strange, wasn't it? And you're right. I mean, I, it, it does irk me a bit how Harry seems to have just got away with that blatant lie straight off the... Off the was it the first episode? Oh no, it was the second episode, wasn't it? Yeah. And um, not only that, Chris. So if we move away from Francesca and Haley a little bit, we get into uh, into a bit of the bondage, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like when I say we, not me and you, of course. But you know, so so we get this. We get the couples, and they're all you know practicing out a bit of tying each other up and stuff. And that's when Francesca. <laughs> And Harry get paired up. And initially, that is so awkward and uncomfortable to watch. But after she gets a bit of revenge... So this episode was called Revenge is a Dish Best Served Hot, wasn't it? And so it's obviously alluding to this bit. And she's proper, like, tying the knots quite tight, making making sure she inflicts a bit of pain, which, you know, I don't think he completely didn't enjoy. But by the end of it, it did seem to repair some bridges between them. And so, again, it's irritated me a bit because Harry seems to be, you know, he seems to have got off scot-free with Francesca. I think there's still possibly something there. But, you know, Francesca and Hayley, they're still the arseholes of the group now. So, I don't know, he just seems like that Teflon guy, Harry. You know, he just seems to fall on his feet all the time. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, it, it's weird because they're going to fall for it, uh, Dave. They're not going to keep getting, not getting away, but they're not going to keep 
believing his shit. He's going to become too much. I mean, I know we've only got seven episodes, so we might not get a chance. He might get away with it. But if he's doing sort of these sort of bullshit things where he, you know, he won't blink and he's like, I'm definitely telling the truth. Somebody somewhere is going to go, hang on a minute. He's taking the piss here. And look, yeah. They're all after the money at the end of the day. However, I, I do think they moving slightly from Harry. <sighs> something's happened to Sharon, not it? And Rhonda. One minute they were together, and when, like you said, when they were digging him out, Sharon just saw went, "Yeah, oh, I'm not going to meet anybody in here. I'm not with." And like, yeah, the thing yeah. Before Rhonda was sat on his knee, and she, they're like, they, they were doing the bondage thing, and they were literally wrapped up together. And I'm thinking, <gasps> either he's going to be poking her where he shouldn't, or she's going to go in for the kiss here because they were that close. I was thinking, yeah. this isn't right. Well, I don't know. I don't didn't see either of them complaining. <laughs> but yeah, when when they were having the argument, obviously, and and it, it, I I quite like this couple, you know. And and I think he was just he was getting quite angry and agitated, wasn't he? And it sounds like you know his his ex girlfriend ran off with his best friend or something. So I think what he was saying was, look, I'll fuck all of you, <laughs> but I'm not going to get emotionally involved. I think that's what he was he was clumsily trying to say. Whereas I think Rhonda is is probably looking for a little bit more than that. So I think they did have a chat about it, you know, and he came across in that moment, Sharon, quite vulnerable. And I don't know if this is going to be completely gone. I actually think it is. I think what she said was basically, well, I'm not fucking around. You know, she probably got, I don't know how much this was filmed over, whether it was two weeks, three weeks, I'm not sure. Uh, but I do think she's doing the right thing by looking elsewhere. He, that guy has been emotionally scarred and something's gone on somewhere because he literally flipped from being the coolest, like probably the, the sexiest guy in there, I think, with a lot of the girls because he was just like cool as a cucumber to an absolute emotional wreck. And, and as soon as he got accused of something that he'd not done, he just went. And I, I thought that was fucking... Uh, he's either playing the classic reality show like character where you can't be and show you real person, or I just can't get it. But yeah, I, I think they're finished to be honest. Well, we'll see. Um, probably what that means is they'll they'll be the strongest couple in there when we watch the next episode, <laughs> so, given your current form and your one eighties. So I, I I don't know. I mean, I liked what Rhonda said actually. She she was like, if I knew how to fix Sharon. I wouldn't be here. Yeah. You know, which which is I, I think quite self aware of the type of people that are in there, you know, and, and like I say, they are a bit promiscuous, they the way they build relationships. Um but it's definitely it's one to watch, isn't it, as a relationship. Are they just gonna completely part ways or or is this kind of gonna make them stronger? Um, I tell you what doesn't make uh, a couple stronger with a bit of a uh, bit of the old bondage rope. Um, that's tying up David's hands by Chloe. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> what did you make to that? And the, and the way that sort of went from from hundred miles to hour to crash and burn <laughs> very very quickly. <laughs> I, I like I say, I'm not a fan of his. I did say on the last show, maybe they may become the strongest. Characters and strongest relationship, as you've just said, my track record at the moment is not very good. Predictions, Dave, are usually trying to hit one out of a hundred at least. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It, I don't know whether they're together more than anything because of the location of where they live. I don't know. She even says it, doesn't she? She says, above this sort of, as you can see, the sexual attraction between us, is there going to be anything other in a relationship? And I think if she's having them doubts now, 
it's not going to work, is it? You pretty much know usually. You know, they look good on each other's arms, and I think that's about it. Um, yeah, I don't feel anything for them at the moment, but as Mr Horrocks has just said, Chris's predictions are about as fucking useful as a chocolate <laughs> fire guard, so we'll never know. <laughs> no, it was weird, though, how it completely crashed just based on that. I mean, when they were talking about, you know, has anyone done this before with the old bondage gear? Chloe's hand was straight up enthusiastically in the air, wasn't it? Yeah. And then when she tied his hands together, she was like, oh, you know, just, do you feel anything from that? And he's like, nope, not a thing. <laughs> you know, that, that in that moment, and again, we don't know because of the editing whether there's something else going on, but she, all before that, she was talking about having this sexual chemistry with David. And it seems just from that one comment, she's like, well, he ain't into being tied up, so he's not the one for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this worst things to, to be doing, David. He could have gone along with it. He really wanted to, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I've just something about that girl. I'm not feeling. I don't like. I, said, I don't like David anyway. These could become my lovey's blind Amber and um, oh, Barnett. I got his name right for a change. It could be them. <laughs> they could be my hated couple. I don't. I don't really uh, pull to, but. Yeah, I'm not really bothered about them, to be honest, Dave. Now, now, talk about coming in and not really hitting it off with everybody. We got a new contestant, didn't we? Mr. Bryce came in. You know what, Chris? You know how I said this is the biggest bunch of narcissistic bastards that they could possibly find? <laughs> Turns out they can actually one-up themselves. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Honestly, everyone else, I mean... It, Everyone else who's currently in there is ripped as fuck, aren't they? Yeah. You know, the blokes are, the, the women have got great bodies as well. This guy, I, I can't work him out at all. He, he's not got that beach body. I don't think he's particularly good looking. But fuck me, if there was an Olympic game sport for, um, for you know, having confidence in yourself... This guy would get the gold every time. He fucking loves himself, doesn't he? Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, I read his bio. Like, I waited to see when he came in, and I went, right, I put his name in, read his bio, and he's put. he lives on a boat with his brother and their party lifestyle. And when you read about these people, you're like, you're just a bunch of fucking wasters, aren't you? I mean, what, what do you do in life? He, he's a director, writer, producer, an actor. Even made a film called Counterfeiters. Dave, have we ever reviewed it on all our movie shows? Have we fucked? Have we ever heard of it? No. <laughs> so isn't, isn't everyone in LA pretty much that sort of description, you know, some sort of failed or failing writer, you know, director, bollocks? Yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> I, 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 honestly. We all want that at some point. You know, we all want that. I like a bit of, you know, I love a bit of centre of attention, David. In all them years in the band, I love I doing where you're going with that. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm not adverse to getting in front of a camera. You're not, the, you know, we, we both do it, don't we? We both do a bit of the TikTok. I do my YouTube videos and that. So there's always going to be that narcissistical side to you, whether you think you're doing it or you're not. There's always something where if you put yourself out there to people, you are after some sort of acceptance, aren't you? Whether people like your views, whatever. These people, fuck me. As I'm getting older, like I'm lucky I'm 41. I'm happily married and everything. I'm like, I couldn't be 20 years old and be in this lifestyle. The people are just dickheads, aren't they? They're absolutely just completely, well, just 
shyster each other just to get where they are. And I, I just, I love watching it. But when I see someone coming and he's trying to sell the dream, and he's 29, he's not exactly a young kid, and he's trying yeah. to sell the dream, and I'm like, mate. And he went, I'm a great dancer. And they had this slow-mo VT of him dancing like me, like a fucking wardrobe <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? I'm a shit dancer. I openly admit it. But he's like, you're not really a good dancer the way you're really, Bryce. Come on, mate. It's like, oh, no. you, you know what, Chris? You, you've just sparked a, a memory. Right? It was, <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> no, no, not about your dancing. It was something that you said that was actually quite profound. I'm not, you're not going under the bus this time. Um, so we were in Darwin at one of those pubs that was uh, that was pretty good crowd that I can't remember the name of. It was on the corner. Millstone. The Millstone, that's the one. And there was a band on. Another band before we got on, and um, they they were they were like older, let's say older rockers. And I remember I, I'd always thought up until that moment, you know, because I'd I'd been in bands since I was seventeen, and I thought, you know, for as long as I can bloody carry an amp and a guitar around, you know, I'll still be in bands. And you just said, I don't fucking want that being like all old and past it and on the stage still trying to <laughs> act like you're it. a rocker in your 20s. Do you remember it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you'd remember. Yeah, yeah. That actually had quite a profound effect on me because it changed what I thought I was setting myself up for. And I was like, actually, you know what? You're fucking right there. <laughs> I don't want to be out there looking like those twats. You know, so <laughs> it, it's, <laughs> it's bizarre that you remember it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it, it's like him. It's like this Brees or what was his name? It's like, come on, you're fucking nearly in your thirties and you're acting like you're fucking eighteen on a on a eighteen to thirties holiday. Grow the fuck up. I mean, what what kind of emotionally bankrupt twat is he? If he you know, if he's sleeping with a different girl every night. Which I'm not sure if I buy, but you know, even if I do buy, it's like, pff, really? You know, I, I think at some point you've got to grow out of that, haven't you? I, yeah, and I love the fact that that was my mantra in the band. I always used to say I loved it. I did it for eight years, then I'd never been in bands until I joined our band, and that was the only band I was ever in. Under I've never done it since, and we had pretty good success, didn't we? As a covers band, we you know we were never anything above what we were, but we had quite a good following and stuff. And you know, I'm not the best singer, but as a band as a whole, but I remember saying that and. I, honestly, it's something that I stopped gigging, didn't I? 40, when I stopped gigging when I was 32. And it's like, I have never done it since ever. I've got up now and again at a pub if like a band's on who we know and they've asked me to get to sing and I'll do like a bit of a spot. I, and I genuinely never, but I always, that, you are right, Dave. And, and what I love more is the fact that you're still my friend after I ruined your fucking musical career by saying that. Well, it probably, <laughs> it just altered my perspective. So, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> You twat, Chris. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I mean, if I was still doing that, I probably wouldn't be podcasting, would yeah, I? Yeah. So, you know, it is quite time-consuming, isn't it, being in a band? And it is like being in a, a another relationship with a bunch of dudes, usually. Yeah, you know, yeah. so 
Yeah, no, I, I don't regret it at all. I, it was just, I, I, I did not think you'd remember that yeah, conversation. I, I, but I remember it. Hell. It was remember. a long time ago, wasn't it? Well, Alan, we must be, <laughs> must be about 12, 13 years ago. Must be. Must yeah, be. yeah, I think so. I, 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 think re- so. I remember it religiously because we had a good following in Darwin. We did like the massive music festivals there. We were like the headline band, weren't we, a few times. So I remember doing them, especially when you got wasted on the first one, Dave. That was the best ever. Fucking hell. That was proper <laughs> Because I, I was normally driving, wasn't I? Yeah, so, yeah. you know, when, when I'm not driving, that's it. Fucked. <laughs> I remember you going into the crowd. This crowd was hundreds of people. I even remember going in the toilets and women were urinating in the urinals and the sinks. That's how busy it, it was. It was a classic oh, joint. Oh, my God, yeah. We had, like, the Cortinas <laughs> on the main street. I'll never forget that. They were on, like, the, we were on the, the second main headline we were like the headline cover acts i never forget it was such a good gig but i never forget you just being absolutely i've never seen you wasted and you were fucking hammered (laughs) (laughs) it probably one of the few people who hasn't seen me wasted but (laughs) yeah i had a fucking bad head after that day i tell you (laughs) (laughs) yeah but I think you're right. I know we've gone completely off on the podcast there, but it just stopped me for ages, Dave, like thinking, I don't want to do this. I don't want, and, and it's not wrong with it if you do do it, but I don't want to be 50, 60, trying to pretend that I'm singing a song of a 20-year-old or something. It just, it, I don't know what it was, whether it was arrogance on my part or not. I was just like, nah, this is not for me. And luckily, I've never done it since. <laughs> At least someone younger can't go, I don't want to be like that twat. So I stood up there. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, old old Brees, he's definitely, you know, he needs to take a bit of that advice and do some fucking growing up. But I tell you what, it was so funny. When it became clear to the rest of the group that he doesn't know anything, so he doesn't know what the rules are, and Kells was absolutely fucking pissing himself because he sized him up. He could figure out this guy thinks he's on the best fucking holiday on the planet with all these smoking hot ladies and it's like, nope, cock blocked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's him on the trailer, isn't it? You can see that uh, when Chloe asks, is, is blue balls a real thing? And it's like, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so Chris, it has been another great episode. We had a little bit of a tangent there, but I mean, anything else from the show that that sort of caught your eye tonight? No, nothing at all. I am literally finishing up here and going straight on to the next one. This has been a labour of love, Dave, not because it's shit, because I fucking want to watch all of them. I wanted to watch all of them in one sitting. And I know for us as podcasters, people listening, it wouldn't be right if we start jumping ahead because you're going to just drop stuff in there. As we talked about before we went on on live, I am notorious and I've done that many a time when I review Sunday Dave. Oh, and I- Daredevil and <laughs> Punisher. <laughs> I start talking about stuff that we're not even seen or you've not even seen. So no... We are genuinely sticking. And thanks again, everybody, for following and listening. We've we've had the you know the same amount of people that always listen and talk to us online. We really, really appreciate having everybody together because we're just a big like community, aren't we? Family of people who love uh, watching these sort of daft shows. So no, it's been really, really good. Yeah, no, it's awesome. And uh, I mean, so we're going to get on. We're going to watch episode four now. So we'll be at the halfway point in the series. Uh, we did talk about a rebrand. <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> our logo that. production didn't didn't uh, go quite <laughs> like we'd hoped, and so we might yet finish this season out as the Love Island cast. I think there's no fucking point, really, is there? Ch- changing halfway through. So. Well, let's just let's just break the fourth wall. So we've gone for it. We, we've gone for a design. A designer on that website, Fiverr. And we've not just gone for the cheap $5 one, which is a great site, Fiverr, if you want logos, jingles, anything. You can find some proper diamonds in the rough. And we've gone, and I've done this. I've took it on my own back to do it. I said, I'll sort this out, Dave. Yeah, no. And I've gone for a highly rated guy who looked like he'd got a fucking Etch-A-Sketch and put this logo together. <laughs> <laughs> Most fucking shit. So the other night, I'm not a big drinker. The other night, we were watching that Married Medicine, and I messaged Dave at like 20 to fucking 12, still awake. And I went, hey, mate, it's a logo. And I sent it, yeah, and Dave B, Mr. Polite, is like, yeah, what, what do you think? And then I went into a rant the next morning, going, it's fucking shit. So yeah. Dave and Chris, he's on I, I can't. I think I'd had a, a couple of glasses of wine myself then, so I, I can't actually remember. Was it was it the night time or was it early in the morning when I saw it? But I remember looking at it for like about thirty seconds, like you know, when you're in a bit of disbelief and shock. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck am I looking at? <laughs> I mean, the fact that you know he's taken our likenesses and basically said. Yeah, let's fuck those off. Let's go for the in-betweeners. <laughs> the fact that I look like fucking Will from the in-betweeners. <laughs> I look like Simon. <laughs> yeah, but you, you look like you're from Asia, Dave, as well. It's not yeah. a great likeness at and all. Also, you know, I've, I've got a bottle of water next to me. When am I going to be drinking water? Put a fucking glass of wine or a, bo- or a beer or something there. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just, but the font was pretty unreadable as well. And so, yeah, if you're listening, Mr. Logo Designer, we love you, honestly, but it was, you know, not quite what we'd hoped. No, <laughs> and I've sent him that many revisions. He went, I'm going to have to draw this again. I went, I'm not fucking, I mean, I, you know, I am one of the most reasonable guys and loads of times I've gone, oh, it's fine, don't worry. And then after just go, that's fucking wank. I'm actually going to find a logo myself. Well, I've done all this sort of stuff, but we paid pretty good money for this. I'm like, we are not letting this. And I said to him, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to redraw it. We appreciate all the work you've done. But I just did a list. It was like, looks nothing like us. The logo's not very good. But other than that, it's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> other than that, we quite like it. Just redo the whole damn thing. Yeah. So, yeah, we do need to sort out the Instagram and, and Twitter accounts for that as well, don't we? So yeah, that's we, job, we'll though. get this on, but it will probably be the next series, whatever that is. I yeah, think. I think you've hit the nail on the head. Let's just do it because he's fucking pointless now because Mr. Logo Designer has just not come through with us, Dave, at all. So, yeah, let's go with that. Right, guys, if you want to get in contact with the show, at Love Island Cast on Twitter, the Love Island Cast at gmail.com. And as always, if you do have chance, please get onto your podcast catching app and just drop myself and Dave a review on the show. We really, really appreciate it. So, Dave, thank you so much, my friend. Great little segue there with the band stuff and... I'm so pleased there that it's such a, an important part in your life there. That's so good. And we wouldn't be podcasting you actually correct there, my friend. So thank you. No, thank you, mate. And uh, let's get on this next episode so we can record the next one. <laughs> Bye now. See you next time. All we've got to do is just keep our pants on. <laughs>